0: Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Rack on Twitter. I'm Alex Clancy. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We've got a throwdown Thursday. We're going to do in the third segment. First segment right now. We haven't talked about Chandler Jones at all, Bo. I think we need to tip our hat to one of the best pass rushers we've seen over the last decade. He's wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform. He's been at the top of the sack list, save last year when he got injured in week five. We got to talk about him because there are some uh, odds that came out from betonline.ag that's completely devoid of Chandler Jones, and I think it's kind of ridiculous. We'll talk about it. Uh, Defensive player of the year odds have come out. From betonline.ag, both J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones have actual odds, which is a nice jump up from (laughs) one award that Chandler Jones is not a part of like he should be. And the second segment, listen, um, ESPN put out some interesting trade proposals for Julio Jones. The Cardinals are not one of them, but the actual trade proposals are preposterous. They're absolutely insane. Something that Bo has been pounding the table for. Um, a little difference that the Cardinals has have, a little perk that the Cardinals have that other NFC West teams don't could come into play with those trade proposals. Um, we have a jam-packed show, but first, listen, let's get into this right away. Chandler Jones went out during the first part of last season, and the pass rush for the Arizona Cardinals got better. Anomaly, probably, especially since what we've seen. Uh, he's 31 years old, I believe. He's coming into the last year of his deal. There's a couple different layers to this, Bo. Is he going to get an extension no matter what? Is it going to be based on performance? Or is it going to be, thank you for your service, 32-year-old going into the 2022 season, go play somewhere else to be crass about it? I think it's the
1: same situation as Patrick Peterson last year where you just kind of see what's left in the tank and then you let his market kind of uh, evolve or you kind of see where it's at this this next offseason. There's no reason to sign him to a lucrative extension. There's not going to be you know, a a precedent for where Chandler Jones at his age, what kind of money he's going to make and what kind of money he wants to make. Uh, It's just going to have to, the market's going to kind of have to develop itself this off season. So I just don't, unless there's like an absolute middle ground that they can find between now and, you know, the end of the season, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I think Chandler Jones as representatives are going to probably do the best for their client and the Cardinals are going to do the best for themselves as far as you know an aging pass rusher but that doesn't take away from the fact that Chandler Jones i believe has enough in the tank to be disruptive and kind of get back on uh, the same pace that he was before the biceps injury last year you know well i say before the biceps injury he didn't he didn't exactly tear the world up in five games for the Arizona Cardinals but you know 19 sacks the previous season you got to imagine the guy can come back and get double digit sacks this season for the Cardinals and be very disruptive, get those forced fumbles. He's going to be a, He's gonna be forced for the Cardinals, no doubt
0: about it. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we talked about kind of tangentially going into last season where you just expected Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones to play well. Well, all of these things are going to happen, and it's just one of those things where it was like, especially if Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones play well. It was just one of those things at the end of a sentence. It was a clause at the end of the sentence that we just removed – from our verbiage because we just always expected it. Now with Patrick Peterson gone, Chandler Jones coming off injury, sure, you expect him to be at least a B- to B pass rusher, if not better, going into next season. Another year in Vance Joseph's system, he's got some help with J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips will be healthy, the linebacking core you'd expect will be a little bit better at the second level, you hope. I mean, that's the plan. So, yeah, he should be able to put up numbers, not necessarily 19er, but he should be able to put up double digit sacks. And he's, you know, goes back to the commonplace that, that we've grown accustomed to with Chandler Jones. But what if he doesn't? Like, what if he gets seven and a half sacks, misses a couple games due to injury, 17 week season? It's going to be weird where, like, the line of demarcation of, okay, if he has this performance, this output, we'll talk about maybe franchise tagging him. Or signing him to a two-year extension. No, you don't. Th- you don't consider franchise tagging him in mean, that. Well, top. they considered franchise tagging Patrick Peterson momentarily. Mm. I mean, there were rumblings that that was an option. No, that from what legitimate source? Well, I mean, if you've got a, if you've got Chandler Jones as an unrestricted free agent, and he's getting offered three-year, thirty mil with twenty-five guaranteed, something like that. The salary cap's going up to what? What did it end up two hundred two? Is, is what the salary cap uh, we saw yesterday at the report. It's either 202 or 208. Or two or I need to double-check. Um, the, the money's going to start getting silly again next year. So it would it be hedging your bet with a 31, 32-year-old pass rusher instead of committing long-term or just letting him walk. I mean, it, I mean it's, you got his best years.
1: You already fleeced the Patriots for a second-round pick. Yeah. Bringing him in 2016 and just getting it. All that production, and unfortunately, he didn't have a guy, he didn't have a, Rod, a Robin to his Batman as far as the pass rush until last year. I mean, uh, you just call it what it is. He, he had some great years, but you don't just because you're getting more money, do you pay him above market value? It just doesn't make sense. I mean, they're gonna the Cardinals have to start to posture themselves for. The future where Kyler Murray is going to be making a ton of money. He's going to be making about 15%, 16% of the salary cap. Regardless of how large it gets, his number is going to get bigger as well. I I, Look, there's two things that can be true at the same time with Chandler Jones. One, that this is a contract year and that the future of the Arizona Cardinals and Chandler Jones might not extend beyond 2021. And 2021 can be a very good season for Chandler Jones. I just... The fact, so the bet online odds came out. He's not on the comeback player of the year list. I guess you could expand it. Our guy Jamie Eisner tweeted it out today. I didn't see Chandler. They, I mean, they had uh, the guard from Kansas City ahead of him on this list. I think that's pretty disrespectful. I mean, where you get a guy that, what uh, was it, LDT? Uh, the guy no. who's, who's a doctor. He's someone. Yeah, I, I mean, I d I don't understand that. You've got Nick Bosa Nick Bosa on the list as well. Nick Bosa, what didn't he have nine and a half sacks? That was his rookie year, right? Did he have double Something digit like sacks? I, I but yet Chandler Jones has this resume and, and you've got and you got Nick Bosa up there. He, just because he's a San Francisco darling. He's a you know, he's a Southern fella, as the guy said. That's the San Francisco 49ers, according to that guy's dad who doesn't know the NFL teams. It's just I it's the disrespect continues. I mean, we wanted it last year. We did our round table of the locked on NFC West teams. And like, we are already annoying at Nick Bosa, the defensive player in the conference. And I just with Bobby Wagner, with Chandler Jones still being in this division with Aaron Donald, like I just put Baker. Yeah. Buda Baker. It's like this guy continues to get crowned, even though he, he hasn't done anything yet. He's been injured two to last three seasons, including his final year at Ohio State. Chandler Jones, look, he's poised for a, a bounce back. We've seen him. He's been in the gym. We've seen him in all the videos. Him saying hi to J.J. Watt now, or those plates—was he? Did he show up because he knew camera's going to be there? Maybe. But at the same token, like he, you know, he puts in the work. You know, is father time going to flex his muscles as much to where Chandler Jones is going to be as impactful? I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't believe that. I think that he can certainly bounce back.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you ask defensive players over the last five years who the most underrated, undervalued player across the national landscape is on the defensive side of the ball, it's Chandler Jones. I mean, many big-name people have said that. And you look at – the so some of the names on this list, and we're not going to get too petty with this, but, you know, Dak Prescott and Saquon Barkley are the two leaders in the clubhouse. The chance that Chandler Jones would actually win it, slim and none. But the fact that he's not even there and Tyrod Taylor is – where he's going to go to go to Houston and have a ball out year and win comeback player of the year, he's there. The more apt comparison would be Von Miller, pretty much the same age. Von Miller's there, eighteen to one. Chandler Jones nowhere to be found. They got Daniil
1: Hunter, plays you know basically <laughs> the same position as Chandler Jones for the Vikings. I mean, we don't even know if he's going to play with the Vikings any longer. Chandler yeah. Jones is on the roster. He's going to play. He's going to start. But Kyle Long's got an odds. Kyle has Long. odds. <laughs> How the hell is an offensive lineman gonna win this award? Like, what are they gonna do to prove over Chandler Jones, who's gonna be able to rack up sacks, rack up forced fumbles? I just it, the disrespect it continues, and it's been there ever since he exited New England. And it's it's uh, Chandler Jones deserves better. I had somebody tweet me. Uh, I didn't know that after completely sucking, you would qualify for. Comeback player of the year. Do some research. Chandler Jones played five <laughs> games last year. He tore his biceps. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, he's the perfect candidate for a comeback player of the yeah. year. That's that's I mean, he interest. doesn't
1: play the the one thing is like playing offense gives you a leg up. That that's yeah. you you obviously people covet the offensive side of the football a lot higher than they do the defensive side of the football. You'd have to put up some pretty bonker numbers. But if if Chandler Jones, if he gets a dozen sacks, I think he should be in the
0: conversation for sure. Yeah, Chandler Jones and JJ, JJ Watts 28 to 1 to win defensive player of the year. Chandler Jones 33 to 1. So obviously, if you know he's in the running for comeback player of the year, he'll probably be in the running for defensive player of the year as well. Alex Lanty Bobrock, Lockdown Cardinals. Coming up next, ESPN put out these four mock trades for Leo Jones that are ridiculous. We'll talk about them next. Lockdown Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. Listen, rockauto.com is a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years, and the operative word is online you don't have to go anywhere you can stay in your pjs go on your computer your laptop your phone whatever and search for car parts and paint and carpet and whatever you need for your car or truck you don't have to go to a chain storefront place you don't have to go and meander around looking all awkward like where that where is everything excuse me sir excuse me ma'am can you help me you don't have to do that rockauto.com all you got to do is search and the prices are reliably low and the best part is the prices are the same for the manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers like us. So there's no upcharge just because, you know, we're just a normal person or people who want to find car, you know, parts for our daily driver, or weekend rider, whatever. RockAuto.com has got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I mean, I don't really ever get irrationally annoyed with an article during Silly Season with, you know, list season. We're not at list season yet. That's the best. Right. That's the best part of the offseason where it gets just wild. It's going to be mid-June into July. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, Who has the chance to make a real push in the NFC this year? That's where the Cardinals thrive. They're going to (laughs) be a sexy team to be picked across the landscape of all the lists. But ESPN put out with their NFL Nation writers, Put out four mock trades for Julio Jones, and I've been pounding the table for a first round pick because you have to pay the Arizona Cardinals tax, and you want to outbid a la the Rodney Hudson trade. If you get Julio Jones in the room, you do it for a first round pick. You just do it, especially with Steve Kimes' inability to draft in the first round. Uh, his track record says so. So there are these four trades. Let, let's break one down one at a time, and that's going to lead right into our th- throw it on Thursday in the final segment that the topic is, do the Cardinals have enough juice in the wide receiver room already, or do they still need to add? And uh Bo and I are going to take one side each. We'll talk about that. So the first one is the Ravens. The Ravens were, if not the odds on favorite, one of the top two or three uh most favorited odds to land Julio Jones, if there were to be a trade. This is the offer. Jameson Hensley, I'm assuming is the, the NFL nation writer for the Baltimore Ravens for ESPN. The Ravens would send the Falcons, uh, send the Falcons a 2022 second rounder and the Chiefs 2022 fifth rounder that they got from the Orlando Brown trade. And the Falcons would also pick up $4 million of the $15 million salary of Julio Jones this year. What the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's enough? You get two picks this year. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the situation we were talking about yesterday where what's better, a first rounder or a second and a third rounder? But it's not even that. Right. It's not even that. So yeah. that I mean, that one will light on fire there. The next one as far uh, as Mike it, Reese
1: as far as Go impacting ahead. the Cardinals, I mean, Ravens, it's harmless. It's fine.
0: Right. If they But want- still, I mean, just looking at the actual merit of the trade, what what the Ravens would have to send, I mean, maybe I'm just completely overblowing Julio Jones's uh impact or potential impact on the field for an organization. Right. I mean uh, next one is uh, Mike Reese, obviously a uh, very well-respected ESPN writer for the Patriots, said the Patriots would send a 2022 second rounder and, uh, wait for it, quarterback Jared Stidham. Oh, wow. Yeah, big baller because Brian Brian Hoyer is back with the Patriots. Um, Brian Hoyer has had a pretty awesome career. All he has to do is hockey when players are injured and he'll win Super Bowls. He won Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Um, 2022 second rounder and Jared Stidham. But to the Patriots, because Julio Jones says he wants to go to the Patriots, they may have to give a little less because the Patriots, I guess, have more leverage in that situation. But a second-rounder and a quarterback, he'd most likely cut anyways.
1: Yeah, I don't see any value in Jared Stitt. Like, he couldn't get on the play, the playing field in front of Cam Newton last year. Like, Are you really going to be like, oh, well, in a better, better situation, he can back up Matt Ryan? Yeah, it does nothing to me. Nothing for me. It's, that doesn't sweeten the pot. It's like here, it's not like one man's garbage is another man's
0: gold. That's not Jared yeah. Stidham. It's trash. Um Teron Davenport, writer for the Tennessee Titans, ESPN NFL Nation. The Titans would set a 2022 third rounder in linebacker Rashawn Evans. So this is the little hybrid where players get because, I mean, not since Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis, straight up. That was straight up, right? I don't remember yeah. if there were draft picks it or was. not. That's that's your it was growing trade. up team. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was unheard. First of all, the NFL trade was unheard of at that point. What was that, two thousand one, two thousand, right around there, ninety nine somewhere, two thousand two, something like that. First of all, trades were unheard of, and then player for players unheard of, even more so. Trading players is an interesting thing, that you know the the NFL hasn't really you know uh, cracked the surface on, which could get the Cardinals also in play if, for trading if if Christian Kirk or somebody would be available. But this is—I mean, Rashawn Evans is a good linebacker, but not to couple with a third-round pick. I mean, if you're Tennessee, why don't you give a first-round pick for these, look, are look at that. these are
1: reaches? These are reaches. These are—I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the the, the exercise. It's just—it seems futile, like especially when you're coming up with these these trades where you're involving players and it rarely involves players. And in a team like the Atlanta Falcons, really are just going to be looking for draft capital. They're going to be looking for future assets. It doesn't benefit them to get Jared Stidham or Sean Evans or whoever it may be. They they benefit in getting the best draft haul back for Julio Jones at this point in his career and shedding as much salary as possible from
0: Julio Jones. Agreed. And the last one here, save the best for last. This affects the Cardinals directly. San Francisco 49ers, Nick Wagoner, um, the 49ers would send a 2022 second rounder and 2023 fourth rounder to land Julio Jones. So that's the Armageddon situation where the Cardinals don't get him. The Cardinals don't outbid because they probably don't want them. Otherwise, they most likely would have outbid. And Julio Jones lands in the NFC West in a year where three teams in the NFC West don't have a first-round pick.
1: This is who Steve Keim can be. And like this is like dream scenario. You've got Terry Fontenot, the new GM of the Atlanta Falcons. And he's got to do his due diligence here when you're trading a face of the franchise in Julio Jones. You've got to get the best return you possibly can. And if San Francisco is sitting there without a first-round pick that they've already dealt, right? That was in the deal to trade up in this year's draft to get Trey Lance. You, you, You don't want to reunite Kyle Shanahan with Julio Jones. He knows exactly where to put him on the field. He's the only wide receiver that's going to be able to run all the routes on the route tree in San Francisco. You don't want that to happen. So if San Francisco's sitting there, they just called Uno. They've got one card left. If you're Steve Kime, you have a draw, at least maybe two draw fours in your deck right now, and you can screw them over. Who? two? Yeah. Holy boom, f- boom. <laughs> Do it. Because yeah, what are you going to be sitting there, you know, in sitting there drafting 24th next next May, you hope April or May and and you're sitting there okay, is is will Julio Jones will it benefit the Cardinals to have him A on their team and B not playing against them twice next year. I say yes. Instead of drafting some offensive guard out of a small school.
0: What has a better chance of happening? San Francisco giving up a second this year or in 2022? And a fourth in twenty twenty three, or Steve Kym giving up a first round pick to get Julio Jones? Probably the the Niners, yeah.
1: Just because I think that John Lynch is is aggressive, and this isn't an... it's not a knock on Steve Keim. Steve kime has been aggressive on the trade market, and Steve Keim mm-hmm. has been wildly successful on the trade market. Right. I don't know, maybe it's just uh, I am pessimistic. I don't know, I but I, I, I but also like there's value like it, it's it, first round picks. I mean outside of the 3GMs in the in the division. I mean the the Cardinals when, when was the last time they tr- they've traded a first round pick? I mean they traded one up to get up to get Josh Rosen, but right. you know, I they they clearly they they hold those they're very valuable to the franchise. So, I don't know. I mean, and it like I said, I mean it, it's a, it's a dangerous move. I mean, there's there's a good chance that Julio Jones, you know, is he he follows the same path as AJ Green did last year and has a massive drop up in production.
0: Yeah, I I just still it's it's a bird in the hand situation. I mean I'd rather have two good years, two above average years with Julio Jones than um drafting a guy that might work. Yeah, no you doubt know? about it. No. I mean and, and and let's not get it twisted. If the Cardinals aren't drafting in the mid 20s, Steve Kime ain't making that pick. I mean that's you you gotta think that if they're not drafting in the mid-20s where they're a fringe uh, playoff team or a playoff team, that that they would be a playoff team in the mid-20s, that Steve Keim, there would be another person making that pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, we'll see. There's still so many nuances. Uh, Alex Clancy Bulbrock, follow him at Bob Rack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, this is a daily disclaimer that Apple Podcast is still not functioning. We do podcasts every day. If you have friends that use the Apple Podcast platform to download Locked On Cardinals, tell them, go to Google Play, go to the Odyssey app. Odyssey is now the big one. Odyssey is now the one where everything's up to date. You don't have to worry about anything. If you don't want to download another app, that's fine. Go to... Just Google "Locked On Arizona Cardinals Odyssey" a u d a c y and it's the same platform as Locked On as, as uh, Apple Podcasts, just a different website. It's it's functions exactly the same. Subscribe. Um, another thing that I guess we've been trying to do is if you do subscribe via Apple Podcasts, unsubscribe, just unclick the button, then click the button again. Sometimes that will send all the old podcasts to you, but we're working on it. I mean, we're busting our asses here, and and hopefully Apple Podcasts will start figuring out what the hell is going on because, you know, all of us are frustrated. Uh, Alex Nancy Bulbrock, Locked On Cardinals, store on Thursdays next. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs when we're talking about uh, the NBA and NHL, both of which are fully entrenched in their playoffs right now. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. It's time. It's the best segment of the week. Every week. Uh, I'm undefeated. Alex Clancy. Follow <laughs> me at Clancy's corner. Follow the Lahoos her Bo Brock at Bob Brack. This topic today is the wide receiver room as is for the Arizona Cardinals. Good enough. Is it going to be good enough for the 2021 season? Bo, the floor is yours. Anytime you have DeAndre Hopkins
1: in your wide receiver core, it's talented enough. I don't care if your, your wide receiver, two is Alex Clancy. You can, you can get it done with Nook Hopkins as your number one option, your only option. You can have him in a platter of ham sandwiches. You can get it done, absolutely. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals' potential, and that's a big key word here. There's a ton of potential. Like everybody, outsiders always say, "Well, the Arizona Cardinals—they have DeAndre Hopkins, they have Christian Kirk. Last year, they had Larry Fitzgerald. We know where that fell short." But as far as having an, the horses, the Arizona Cardinals absolutely have the horses. Now, is it going to come? It's going to come down to Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense putting these players in a position for success, and it's going to take Kyler Murray taking that next step step as a pocket passer and going through his progressions not zeroing in on his wide receivers and finding the guys that he can make the biggest play with. Christian Kirk can absolutely do it. Look at the first half of last season. He was an absolute just lethal threat in the red zone. Get him out in space, dangerous. You've got DeAndre Hopkins of course. I don't even have to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. You know how talented Nook is. And then you have AJ Green, the bounce back potential is there. I mean, he had either Joe Burrow throw him the ball or he had, you know, who was Ryan? What was his name? Ryan Finley was throwing him the football. Like Kyler Murray can make a lot better passes than, than, you know, first year guy who was talented. We didn't get to see enough of him. And then his production completely fell off a cliff. Once a no name quarterback was throwing the football. I think he's going to have a lot more success for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and then I mean outside of that you've got uh, you got a couple other options that you know if, if one of them hit you can be good. I think there's enough juice in this wide receiver room. Would you like are you comfortable with it? Mm, you you can waffle on it. No doubt about it.
0: But there is absolutely enough juice in that room. Oh, that's cute. Mm. Um there's a lot of ifs in that statement. I'll I'll take the facts. Cliff Kingsbury cannot run an NFL offense from the first play to last play of a game. He can't. So if you were to ask me if this offense, this wide receiver room was good enough with a different head coach, I might say yes. When it comes to Cliff Kingsbury, he needs as much talent as possible to counteract sometimes his inability to be an NFL head coach, an inability to call the right plays, an inability to have any sort of synchronicity between quarterback and the routes wide receivers run. All I have to do is bring up that one route tree from one game from Julio, from uh, DeAndre Hopkins where it was left side of the field, 10 yards and in. That was it. That's what we saw from arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Those were the plays called for DeAndre Hopkins. Bo, I will tip the hat to you. It's like having a Ferrari and driving it in first gear. It's not something that Cliff Kingsbury, for some reason – knows how to utilize arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Sure, they drafted Rondo Moore. He could be a difference maker. But what I know is Cliff Kingsbury either takes a huge leap out of nowhere or he's still the same head coach who makes the wrong play calls a lot of the time in crucial situations. And that is going to directly affect the wide receiver room. So again, in different sets with different coaches, sure, maybe this wide receiver room would be enough. But with A.J. Green, 32 years old, two years removed from any sort of relevancy from the wide receiver position, even though I love him, I don't trust him in in Cliff Kingsbury's hands. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get triple team this year with what we saw from opposing defenses last year. That didn't work. 1,400 receiving yards, over 110 receptions, six touchdowns. He's going to get even more looks, even more spies than he did last year. So you're going to tell me you're going to trust Christian Kirk, a rookie, and A.J. Green is 32 years old with Cliff Kingsbury calling the plays? You are outside of your mind, sir. Outside uh, of your
1: mind. Unbelievable. I mean, you can't even answer the question directly about the talent in the wide receiver room. You have to go, well, what about Cliff Kingsbury? We're talking about just talent in that room. He's calling the plays. It doesn't matter. It matters. What's it's the, the ecosystem. What's the question? And I also, when you say that you live in the world of facts – Most of the stuff that you said was just hypotheticals and fiction. Like, as far as DeAndre Hopkins and the route tree, sure, I understand that. Why you would be upset and misutilizing a weapon like Nook Hopkins. But what about the other guys? That comes down to them. It comes down to your quarterback going through his progressions and getting him the football. Kyler Murray, if he can maybe relax, if he can be more poised in the pocket, I think that he's gonna just naturally go through his progressions a lot better in his third year than he did in his second year. A guy that passed for close to sixty-eight percent in just his sophomore season. It's absurd. And to think that he could pass up to close to seventy percent, he has the horses to do that. You mentioned Rondell Moore, he's a threat. I mean, it is it is pretty scary to think about what they could potentially have, and we're talking about the wide receivers. And you're bringing up the head coach. I don't understand that. Are, are we I'm talking up about play Clint, Are we talking about you know? Does, does the play caller have enough talent for the wide receivers? Then that's a completely different you know conversation and debate. But as far as and this this was the easiest one I've ever won. It was like. Do they have enough talent in the wide receiver room? Yes. It's a slam dunk. Yes. And you're going and you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Thank you for the victory
0: here on this Thursday. I didn't listen. I'm sorry that you're so <laughs> close minded when it comes to these things. Yeah. There's, I didn't talk about the head coach. I talked about the play caller. You know, I talked about what the play in the caller. Same. So the play caller is the person who calls the plays that tells the guys what routes to run. Right. I don't know if we, we need to go back to, I can get a, a grease board up and I could, you know, or chalkboard or whatever, whatever we need to do. <laughs> Kyler, listen. Last year, with that wide receiver room, which is obviously worse than this year's, they should still Wait, have been, been in work? the top five in passing. Okay, they should still have. But because of the adaptitude of Cliff Kingsbury's inability to have a balanced run-pass scheme in crucial situations, the the wide receiver room has improved this year, but it's not even close. To being sufficient enough, they need to go out and add another veteran wideout—a guy you can trust, a guy with good hands, a guy that's been there before. That is paramount before the start of the season, but regardless Larry of the Fitzgerald?
1: head coach, Is that what you're talking about? They need to go go out and get Larry Fitzgerald, bring him back. Is that what you're
0: asking that's for? That's not part. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple other guys that I was mentioning. Golden Tate's one of them. Golden guys Tate. that you can bring. Yes. When healthy, Golden Golden Tate Tate. is one of the more reputable, reliable wide receivers in the NFL. If You need stability.
1: If Golden Tate comes in and takes away reps, routes, from Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore, I'm going to spike my remote controller every play that that happens. I don't trust Christian Kirk as much as you do. I haven't seen it. Go back. Here's what you need to do because from this conversation, what I've gathered is your thought on Cliff Kingsbury, the play caller, has become a parody of itself. It's not even real. Go back and watch the film. Go back and watch Christian Kirk in the red zone. Go see the big plays that Christian Kirk made. Because if, if you don't believe that Christian Kirk can be a talented wide receiver, then I don't know what to tell you at this point. Oh.
0: Just like with Christian Kirk and Cliff Kingsbury... You see quick flashes and then you see nothing. You see quick flashes, big valleys of nothing immediately following it. I feel this like this is going to be very fun to continue the conversation.
1: Of nothing during this debate that's from your side. Just a big valley of nothing. That's all it was.
0: At least your hair looks good. I'm still undefeated. Alex Lancy Boldrock locked on <laughs> Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.